1: Welcome to the quick hitter version of the Mike Wise Show. I'm joined by author Roland Lazenby, who wrote two books about Kobe among the more than five dozen he has written in his career. And the 15-year-old Kobe Bryant story he has, where Sonny Vaccaro realizes he's got the it factor, incredible. The thing
0: that struck me, you know, um, Kobe's dad, Jellybean, was in Sonny Vaccaro's camp, all-star thing in 1972. And, you know, Sonny Vaccaro hadn't seen Joe Bryant in 20-some years. And he's having one of those camps in 1994, I think it was. And it's for, for juniors and seniors. It's by invitation only. And here Joe Bryant shows up with this kid, his son, his sophomore, not invited, you know, just not on the radar for anybody. And Joe starts begging Sonny to let him in the camp. And Sonny goes, well, I knew you in, Joe, so I'm going to let him in today. And so Sonny's sitting there, and the kid's pretty good. Now Sonny has been fired by Nike and he's working for Adidas and he's he's, he's explaining his mission. He's going to find the next Jordan. He's going to stick it to Nike. He's going to stick it to the NCAA for what they did to Jerry Tarkanian. He's on mission. And the more Sonny watches this kid, he's going and he's looking for the it factor. And he's tried like, Felipe Lopez, offering him money to turn pro. Nobody wanted to do that crap back then. It was a nightmare to, to be a, a boy and go try to play in the NBA. And uh, Kobe holds his own against the top players, as you can imagine. And he comes running over to Sonny Vaccaro afterward and gives him a hug and says, Mr. Vaccaro, I wasn't the best player in your camp this year. I promise you I'm going to be next year. And Kobe, Kobe did that to Sonny. Yeah. And Sonny about fell over. He went, that's it. That's the freaking factor. And he goes to um, Kobe's AAU coach and tells him um, this kid, your 15 year old is going to be my next Jordan. Now you take any 15 year old. In deep AAU player in America, and at that level, that sort of ambition, you tell him he's going to be the next Jordan. Vacero said, You wouldn't believe the transformation. Suddenly he had that shaved head. He, you know, he started talking like Jordan, and and it it was it it was seated. But then he had all this, he'd already studied everybody on the planet. He yeah. was a nut but but the whole narrative was seated, and joe and his wife pam needed money people didn't realize he'd been a pro for 16 years he was broke mm. and sonny said the most clandestine thing he ever did he got gary charles out of aau sonny moved to new york he didn't want to be too close to kobe he got Ger- gary charles to engage joe and they began planning to to pay Kobe all this big money for him to turn pro. And, you know, Kobe was just had enough ego to where, he said, oh yeah, I want to turn pro, but he really didn't. When it came time in, in March, early April of his senior year to sign the contract that would make him turn pro, he he looked at Sonny, they were doing it in New York. He said, Mr. Vicaro, Is there any way I can sign this contract and my parents can have this money and I can go to college and play ball? Wow. And um, Tex Winter always said the difference, there were some differences between Michael and Kobe because Tex coached them both for longer than anyone. But he said the one difference was, you know, Michael went to UNC and played in that impossibly tight system of Dean Smith's, Bill Guthridge had been Tex Winter's point guard, had been his assistant coach. It was like Michael had all this character to be that guy who would put up with that stuff. Yeah. And the thing that kept Kobe from getting closer to his ambition of greatness was that he went into the NBA without anything, right from high school, and ran into that veteran Lakers team, yeah, and was so miserable. Now it's not woe is me. Kobe went on to make his way, but it took a
1: while. Yeah, um, it's funny how you, you that that anecdote who um, I'd heard once before about um, is Sonny, and probably from your book. And um, the uh, it's interesting how he became estranged from his parents later. Well, he threw him out of his lives. But George Mumford had
0: explained this in the sort of split between Michael and Phil Jackson, because Phil's a very manipulative guy. That's part of his mind games. Oh, yeah. And as as George Mumford explained, manipulation ultimately leads to alienation. And Kobe had been really manipulated and managed um, financially in every way. And they're trying to manage his love life. And he just on the eve of the 2001 playoffs threw him out of his life cars towed uh, business closed down that they were working for him in put their house overnight on the market <laughs> sold it right away uh, cut off their cell phones would not take any calls
1: surgically removed his family wow his well do you know um uh, Arn Tellum once told me this. Uh, I said, well, You're not representing Kobe anymore. And he goes, Tellum was part of the surgical removal. Yeah. And I go, Well, what? He goes, He goes, uh, I couldn't. I, he goes, uh, And he goes, well, Why? And he goes, I'll tell you why. I told him, to, I told him if he didn't sign a prenup um, before he married Vanessa, I would never represent him again. And he didn't. And he refused to sign it. He was so. And that's when Rob, Rob Palenka became his agent. If you wanna hear more from author Roland Lazenby, check out the full version of the Mike Y. Show from Pure Hoops Media. You can also hear more from us on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel.